Listener Production. Snuggle up with 20 minutes of the fur balls coughed up by two of the cutest little kittens wrestling their way across the on demand ecosphere. Aww. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Well, browsing the news sites yesterday, Alex Dyson, seeing news that um, Julia Gillard split up with her partner, Tim. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, you, you didn't hear that or you did? No, I didn't hear that. I'm focused on policy, not personality, when it comes to my campaign, Matt. But we'll hear, hear a little bit about that later on from the campaign trail. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You are involved in this world. I forgot. Yeah. I mean, it's a double whammy, really, isn't it? Breaking up with a partner that is a hairdresser because, you, you know, oh. lose a lover and a hairdresser. Like, now she's got to find another person to get the dues. Yeah. That it's is hard. A, that's a double L, isn't it? What do you do when you're ex-prime minister? Do you reckon you get on the apps? <laughs> Hard to say. You know something I have been thinking about doing for but, the campaign is literally yeah. starting dating profiles. Oh, we mentioned it. You, it was like your idea. Bro, that was my idea. You should definitely come up. Okay, please, would everyone get on board if Alex Dyson set up a Tinder profile? Independent oh, for, for wanted. Yeah, just the old, the thumbs up. You've got the background. People who yep. are swiping left, swiping right, just like, there he is. Is there like rules against it? I, it was, I think as long as I put authorised by A. Dyson and the address, <laughs> I think it's good to go. And, if, and a couple of eggplants, then you should <laughs> be fine. <laughs> eggplants and water emoji and a voting booth. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, uh, look, we're getting away from that and getting into a show. I am on the campaign trail and, yeah, unfortunately the mic today, a little bit crunchy, that's... Uh, not up to our usual standards. We apologise, but it should be a whole heap of fun, Matt, because we get to talk to one of our favourite people in the world, Sarah from Brisbane, for what's hitting with Sarah. Yeah, gosh, it's always good to find out what the youth are getting up to. So thanks to Sarah for that. We're also going to find out, ask a listener question, someone who's gotten in touch with something that has uh, been plaguing their mind about a, uh, a daily habit that they're not sure about. And before we leave you today, we will touch on the drama that unfolded at the Oscars yesterday. Ooh. Alex Dyson walking here today. I, I heard two people arguing, was it real? No, I thought it was fake. <laughs> I mean, it was whatever it was. It was uh, newsworthy stuff. But let's get stuck into this morning's show. Hey, this is Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Hope you're having a good one. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Well, it is that time of the week again for this segment. I'm calling it... That's cool. Drippy. What about like... That's pretty cool. What's hitting? Little thing called... What's hitting with... Sarah. Yes, it's our favourite segment to keep us up to date with the trends. 15-year-old Sarah from Brisbane likes to join us to tell us what's hitting and what's missing. G'day, Sarah. Hi. Now, from what I hear, you've been doing a bit more hitting than you have been missing. What's (laughs) happened in the car? What have you been doing? Whoa! Um, okay, well, my brother, he, we were driving to school and we were, I don't know if you guys know, Matt, Matt might, but like it was like the Tawong roundabout. Oh, yeah, the big one at the end of the highway there. Yeah, and like it was not our fault. We were in the right everything and he T-boned a lady. Oh, oh no! Do you know what? It's next to the cemetery. It's yeah, next right? to the cemetery. But it's okay. He's got a new car and we both weren't too badly hurt. But it's okay. Mm. It's okay. I miss maths. Well, <laughs> yes. Well, well, Sarah, the youth always looking at the positives there. But does it make you a little bit nervous about getting your license? Are you 15 at the moment? When can you get your L's? Um, December. 
And I mean, not really, because I'm pretty good at knowing about my comfort zone. So if I'm not ready to start probably driving, I'm not going to. Yeah, don't feel the pressure, Sarah. I didn't get my P's till I was 23 years old. So there's no rush. Nah, forget that. Go for it early. I got mine as soon as possible. I was cruising through Brisbane like a legend. Coolest kid in town. Matt, that's what Max did and he ended up in a car crash four days later. (laughs) Well, I am still yet to crash, okay, but uh, touch wood. Let's let's get a bit of help for our listeners of All Day Breakfast, Sarah, as to um, what's going on with the trends. First up, Elizabeth wants a little bit of advice on the Gen Z equivalent for the phrase get effed. It's spelt here E-F-F-E-D. So I'm not sure if she's looking for something as non-offensive or she's written a non-offensive thing. Yeah, like, you know, because for a while there, Sarah, when we watched Heartbreak High, mm. they would say, oh, rack off. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that, there's like compilations on YouTube of yeah. just people from Heartbreak High saying, oh, rack off, Drazik. What would young people now be saying? Um, It's not nice. It's... I'm not... I feel so bad saying it, but, like, a thing that's most commonly used throughout people, like, my age in my school is specifically f*** off. I mean, it's really become pretty desensitised, hasn't it? Like, my friends, like, <laughs> it's like one of, like, the guys is eating something and another one of them tries to take a bite. That's what he'll say. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> F off your dog, see your dog, F. <laughs> All right, well, that's what you get for stealing someone's lunch. All right. So what were you doing with your friend in the room, by the way? Um, I have my friends Lucy and Minnie in the Can you room. say, can they say hello? Can we say g'day? Okay. Is it video? <laughs> no, look, don't worry about videos. We're a podcast, so, you know, we can... Hello there, I'm Alex. Hi, I'm Lucy. Hey, Lucy. And this is Minnie. Hello. Did, guys, did Sarah just sort of say, hey, I've got to talk to these old people? <laughs> Well, thank you for letting us uh, steal your friend for just the afternoon. Um, We appreciate the public service that she's doing for the elderly community like us to keep us in check. So thank you. But look, Sarah, we've got one more question. Maybe you can all help us answer this one. Okay, so this is a voice message from a listener who goes by the name of Claudesia. Uh, and this is her question. Hey, Matt and Alex, can you help me and my friend settle a debate with the help of Sarah? Is it still cool to say tings? As in, just you know, work tings. just doing work tings or <laughs> hanging with the gals tings? tings. I don't think it's cool, but <laughs> I think it's cool. we'd like Sarah to settle this debate. This is things. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Instead of things, we say tings. No. Uh, Sarah, Lucy, uh, Minnie, no. what do you reckon? <laughs> Have you ever heard anyone say this pr- like properly and successfully? No. <laughs> okay, no. so it's a no on tings. Tings is not hot. Tings is not hot. Matt, the segments. What's hitting? Tings. <laughs> tings oh yeah, hit. that's right. So does does tings not hit? Tings doesn't hit. Not to miss. Ah, uh, okay. Well, there you go. Sorry, Claudia. <laughs> tings is uh, is not them cool tings at all. <laughs> it is lame tings, them tings. All right, we've got to get back to the rest of our podcast <laughs> tings now, Sarah. So um, we'll leave you with the crew, but thank you very much for your community service to uh, to podcasting and people over the age of 18. And we will um, chat to you again soon, hopefully. Okay, awesome. All day breakfast. Yeah. Well, Alex Dyson, I'm going to 
debrief you on a little Twitter thread that I got hooked on late at what? night on the weekend after I read all about long COVID at midnight in bed after my romantic date with Belinda that I uh, went on to then a very spicy Twitter thread by user at L underscore uncensored. Okay, now um, the first post of this thread says... My ex is a current sitting liberal slash national politician, then in brackets, hence I use a pseudonym on Twitter and will never reveal identifying details. We are still on good terms, even though we don't agree on politics. So I get to hear what's going on inside the tent. Next tweet. In the many years he's been in the party, we would only count a small handful of colleagues as being friends. The rest he has always referred to as (laughs) on a daily basis and won't trust them. Well, you used his so in the Liberal Party, that narrows it down to about 98% of the people. <laughs> um, he says, there's no teamwork in the party. They're just individuals united by a desire to win. Next tweet. I once asked why he thought they were fit for government when they all hated each other and were so shit at teamwork. He said the other side were just as bad, so it might as well be them because they're better economic managers. He still believes that shit despite contrary evidence. <laughs> tweet four. So when I read the shit in mainstream media about Labor mean girls, I roll my eyes because they're all mean girls and guys. You don't get pre-selected, elected portfolio and leadership position without using other people, building cunning alliances and generally being a mean (laughs) They are selfish, (laughs) mean to everyone, including their partners and kids. Want to be in a relationship with a politician? Prepare for them to consider their career in every single political event as being a higher priority than you and the family. The sense of entitlement is breathtaking. Tweet six. They whinge (laughs) about the requirements of the job, especially in travel, being what tears marriages apart, which is why they like to compensate themselves financially. Truth is, their selfish mean to the core and the job just makes it more obvious. Oh, my (laughs) God. Now, this goes on. This goes on for, uh, I think, six more tweets and people got, like, on board. Now, I will be the first one here to say I have no idea whether this is real or not. Yeah, okay, I don't know whether L at underscore uncensored is legitimately an ex-partner, mm. so I'm not going to say it's real, but what I will say is it was extremely well written and it felt <laughs> real. Well, that's the thing, and you can sort of get a sense of it when the decisions are made to try and win elections rather than um, dish out money and services and things on a needs basis. It's um, when you wonder why a lot of common senses are being made, it's because it makes sense to win an election, not to help the people. But Alex Dyson, you're really on the ground when it comes up to the election. As far as an independent campaign, it is run by volunteers. And so let's jump into this week's update. That's right. And before we get into what I teased yesterday, Matt, the uh, the Lake Bolak Eel Festival, I would just like to give a shout out because, you know, an independent campaign, we don't have the big corporate donors of the two major parties. so many United Australia Party posters everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, it just feels like people just screaming into nothing, but they're just, they're everywhere. Yeah, and all the money coming from someone who makes his cash out of mining, he's obviously not going to make any decisions that are contrary to that. So there's things. But when it comes to that, it's just volunteers. It's people um, doing what they can to uh, to help bring a, a, an impartial, independent candidate in. And so I would like to give a shout-out to Ken and Diane from Hamilton, who I met by knocking on their door because I had heard that they had offered up... <laughs> their house for me to go after I'd completed a 5k park run in Hamilton that morning to go around to their place and have a shower 
before I continued with the rest of my day. That's <laughs> the second time I've done it. It was old Andy over <laughs> at Tim Boone. But you're just trying to avoid a water bill. That's all you're doing. <laughs> well, maybe I need to declare that on my um, financial <laughs> statement after the election, the, the cost of the water that's been donated. Everyone's getting bottles of Grange yeah. and you're getting... A bottle of Dove cucumber and <laughs> bloody milk <laughs> body wash. Two squirts. <laughs> But anyway, I did that, <laughs> went on for the rest of the day, and I did go from Hamilton over to Lake Bolac, which are which a really cool festival celebrating a time of year where the eels are about to migrate. And this was massive in Indigenous culture back in the day, and Lake Bolac do a really good effort in celebrating that culture. But there was music, there was little stalls, and it all revolves around this incredible story of nature, Matt O'Kine. And so I had a little chat to Rachel, who was on the organising committee, to tell us exactly what happens with the eels of Lake Bolac. The eel festival takes place every second year mm-hmm. uh, at the time when Aboriginal people used to gather by the lake to harvest eels because at this time of year, uh, the eels are starting their migration out to sea, up to the waters off the coast of Queensland, coral as well sea. as the Coral, coral Sea. Coral Sea, Brains Trust, Coral Sea. Vanuatu. They go all the way to Vanuatu. Where they spawn and they know exactly where their parents came from. How do they know that? If they were born in Vanuatu, they've never been anywhere, how do they make it back to Lake Bolac, 100 k's north of Warrnambool, you know? I think they get carried on the currents. And it's like young, young people going into Europe, they get on a Kentucky bus and it's just wherever it takes them. <laughs> Pretty much. Whoa, whoa, did I just hear that correctly? Are you <laughs> telling me that Lake Bolac eels have gone via Vanuatu? Yeah. Can we tie something to them? Like, you know, bowls of kava or something? Like, I don't know, <laughs> just get them to be our courier services between, you want to send something to Vanuatu, strap it to an eel. <laughs> This is incredible. It's really incredible um, part of nature and uh, a really cool little town in uh, one and of which there are there are many. So um, I'm going to be trying to get around to as many as possible. But, oh, bro, are these, i got to get an electric vehicle. These petrol prices are killing me. It's insane, man. Yeah, when Richie Benno could say the petrol prices, you know it's bad. $2.22. Well, look, you're doing a great job heading all the way around your home electorate there, so Mm -hmm. keep up the good work. And can I give a shout-out to Dave from the Eel Festival, which chatted to, talking about um, working in the beef industry, which does have, you know, like many heavy industries, has a lot of emissions, but he's like, 2017, we decided we want to be carbon neutral by 2030. They're putting seaweed in the diets of cattle which reduces the methane output, like biologically, from their feed by like 75 to 80%. It's so interesting going around to talk to these private businesses who are all taking it on themselves to do better for the planet. And, yeah, we just hope the politicians take their lead and uh, try and help out Australia and the world by doing that as quickly as possible. So, wait, we're feeding cows seaweed. Yeah, a bit of seaweed in the diet. We should feed them rice as well, maybe some raw salmon. They can start shitting out sushi rolls. (laughs) Get to work, cows. (laughs) Well, Alex Dyson, it happens to me at least once a week. You're sitting there doing something, thinking, is this normal? Am I normal? You question yourself once a week with the, uh, the unusual antics you get up to. 
Well, I mean, you know, because I was thinking about the way that I eat M&Ms and just the order in which I eat them oh. and how I rank them from colour and I believe that the colour ranking goes brown, orange, yellow, green, red, blue, right? And I only eat them in certain pairings and I feel quite disgusted Wait. if I have pairings that don't work. Like green and orange are not a pairing. That's disgusting. I eat them in singles or in pairs, okay? And the prime pair, the optimal pair is blue and red, all right? It then goes, you know, red and green. It goes blue and yellow. It goes green and yellow. It, then the worst pair is, is absolute worst pair is orange <laughs> and brown. Like that is the worst pair. But I just, you know, sometimes I just think, is this normal? And I'm glad Let's I'm go, the one who Do people that. do this or do they just eat the thing? But it's not about just eating, it's Mm. just about living, you know And so I was very relieved when I got, uh, when we received a message on at matt.and.alex From Patrice, who got in touch with us and and asked a a very similar sort of question Patrice, let us know, you're wanting to know if you're normal or not Yeah, absolutely, I realised this the other day I have a water bottle that's on Mm -hmm. my desk at work I brought it in six weeks ago it's literally mm. just a water bottle. I just fill it up every day and drink from it. <laughs> the other day I realised I well, haven't actually it is washed it. itself water. That's all it contains. <laughs> really? <laughs> every time you fill it up, you are washing it, and but drinking whatever dirt is in there. <laughs> no, see, I, I have this and if Belinda, my partner, was here, she would have something to say about this because I have a water bottle <laughs> next to my bed and yeah. i got to tell you... <laughs> Well, that's a that thing, Patrice. I, you've come <laughs> on here. You've told us that, wondering if you're normal. I have to break the bad news to you. You're not because six months, I think, is usually <laughs> the, the normal way to do uh, a bottle that contains only water. Um, yeah, let that baby ride, I, I say. Really? You, do you? I thought you'd be a washer, oh, I'm Alex I chuck it in the dishwasher occasionally. Oh, laddie dark. What about you, Patrice? Would you? How would you wash it? I started to say, like, it's like a communal office situation. It's all nice, but then, like, how long has the cloth or the sponge been there? <laughs> yeah, know, well, like, that's does it. Does that have more that's germs yeah. than what is like? Just in my mouth. That's a very good point. I thought you were going to say that you're worried about someone just walking past and having a little no. swig without and you And you don't watching. get a chance like- to say, no backwash. <laughs> yeah, how dirty are those sponges? That's no, you're probably better not question. washing it there. But you're right. Normal is something that I think growing up we all aim for. Like it's good to be normal. If anything's weird, can be really preyed upon. But also these days you also don't want to be labelled a normie, which – you know, is also a massive insult for someone who is too normal. <laughs> damned if you do, damned if you don't. But Patrice, can I just ask, what sort of water bottle is it? Are we talking about a, a used 1.25 <laughs> soft drink bottle or did you get the, the fully specialised? It's a metal drink It would bottle. be great, it's you know, in plastic. movies where people are out in the desert and they're like trying to drink the last drops of their canteen and they go to do that. It, it would be weird if someone said to them, oh, when's the last time you washed that? thanks so much for treats we'll catch you next time no worries guys
Well, that is the end of the show, Alex Dyson. And as promised, uh, we will have a little bit of audio here for you from the 94th Academy Awards, a moment that just set the internet on fire yesterday between Will Smith and Chris Rock. Will Smith just smacked the <laughs> out of me. <laughs> Wow, dude. Yeah. It was a G.I. Jane joke. Keep my wife's name out I'm going to, okay? That's right, Will Smith walking on stage, slapping Chris Rock in response to a joke that Chris made about Will Smith's wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, who has previously discussed her battles with alopecia. It obviously touched a very raw nerve and... There was backlash online, people saying that violence is never the answer. Other people saying, well, you tell a joke and you got to expect the backlash. But later on in the ceremony, Will Smith did have this to say when he accepted the Best Actor Oscar for his portrayal of Venus and Serena Williams' father in King Richard. I want to apologize to the Academy. I want to apologize to my, all my fellow nominees. Apologising to the Academy. I didn't hear him apologise to Chris Rock, but look, if it's taught us anything, Alex Dyson, I just hope the next time you decide to make fun of me for going bald, um, that, you know, you can expect a bit of the will treatment. <laughs> um, no, jokes, jokes. I love Will. I love Chris. I love Jada Pinkett Smith. And I love you for listening. This is Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. We will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex. Listener.